Welcome to This Week in Engineering. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, new tech decarbonizes gas production and Toyota builds big in North Carolina. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. For engineers working on CO2 reduction in industrial processes, there are really only two ways to do it. Avoid carbon inputs entirely or capture and sequester CO2 emissions post-production. While the majority of technology news focuses on the replacement of fossil fuels with electricity, the reality is that the oil industry isn't going away anytime soon and will remain a major producer of CO2 in fuel production. But the impact of fossil fuel production may be mitigated significantly with new technology. Paris-based Technip Energies, a process engineering company specializing in fluid transfer in the energy industry, and Vancouver-based carbon capture technology developer Svante have entered into a memorandum of understanding to develop Svante's solid sorbent carbon capture technology into integrated systems from concept to project delivery. Carbon capture facilities will use Svante solid sorbent technology to capture carbon directly from post-combustion flue gases as an after-treatment process, requiring no fundamental change in fuel or combustion technology. Svante's solid sorbent is a proprietary active adsorbent nanomaterial with a very high surface area. According to the company, a volume of adsorbent the size of a sugar cube has a surface area the size of a football field. A rotary mechanical contactor is used in a proprietary process to capture, release, and regenerate the adsorbent. The output is pipeline-grade carbon dioxide. Although the process was originally designed for the cement, primary metals, ammonia, and hydrogen industries, the association with Technip will allow the Svante technology to be applied to oil and gas production. Technip has been awarded a contract by the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company for front-end engineering design for the large Gasha offshore megaproject in the United Arab Emirates, including the integration of carbon capture into the development. This field is expected to produce over 1.5 billion standard cubic feet of natural gas per day in addition to condensate and oil. The start of production is expected in 2025, wrapping up to full production by the end of the decade. With the growing interest in electric vehicles triggered by Elon Musk and Tesla, traditional automakers are rushing to produce electric vehicles themselves. Volkswagen in particular, sideswiped by the nasty diesel emission scandal, has gone all in with multiple EV plants and half a dozen EV models that cumulatively now outsell Tesla products in Europe. Now that's not surprising for VW, which is the world's biggest automaker by volume, but it's a close race. And where is number two, Toyota? The venerable Japanese firm has been widely assumed to be betting on hydrogen fuel cells as their carbon-free future automotive technology, but the firm has been working on solid-state batteries and EV technology, notably with a billion-dollar joint venture with Panasonic. Now, some experts have argued that Toyota would enter the electric vehicle market when battery costs align, and that opinion may have been confirmed this week with the announcement of a new American venture, Toyota Battery Manufacturing North Carolina. The new company will open a $1.3 billion battery manufacturing plant near Greensboro, North Carolina, which by 2025 will operate four production lines to produce enough lithium-ion batteries for 200,000 vehicles annually. Facilities are designed to be expandable to at least six production lines, capable of supporting up to 1.2 million vehicles per year. The operation is expected to employ 1,750 people. Toyota has also committed to using 100% renewable energy for the project. The investment in the new plant is significant for two reasons. 
It shows that Toyota will not wait for advanced solid-state battery technology to mature before entering the electric vehicle market, and it also suggests that lithium-ion battery technology itself can now be scaled to be sufficiently cost-effective for profitable volume production. Notably, the Greensboro operation will be an easy drive or rail run to Toyota's large Kentucky assembly operation. Is this the beginning of the end for hydrogen fuel cell technology? While there's no indication from the company that pure electric vehicles will reduce Toyota's interest in hydrogen technology, at least with current battery technology. But the company's accelerating interest in EVs suggests some interesting possibilities. Could we see battery electric vehicles with hydrogen fuel cells as range extenders? It's an interesting possibility, especially for the American market, where long distances between EV charging stations is a serious inhibitor for many consumers. We'll be watching with interest. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Week in Engineering. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow the topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.